Fellas, 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 welcome to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered. We on part three, baby. We on part three. And you're staying hot with the intro, baby. It's like seven in a row. I really can't remember a time I've messed it up now. You know, we're just getting too far away. We just Memory's too short for that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be successful, you've got to remember the successes. You know what I'm saying? Just, you, just start <laughs> forward. you just start moving forward, you know? So, yeah. um, in any case, uh, here we are. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, um, again, up to this point, we've gotten to this, we talked through, uh, part one and part two. If you're listening to part three and you haven't listened to part one and part two, you're already screwing up, Harold. You got to right. go back. Pull yep. It back. Pull it together. Pull it together. Must listen. Yeah. Must listen one and two. Well, I mean, not only just must listen, I mean, you're going to be lost. You're going to be yep. lost. You're going to this one. You'll be like, huh? <laughs> what? What is going on? So I think that that's going to be a whole nother thing. So you have to, you for sure need to go listen to part one and part two. Um, yep. And going into that, right? Uh, so part one, we talked about what led up to the decision of, right? And we're doing, we're in the series of take steroids in college and I still sucked. That's already yep. should tell you a part. If you, this is your first episode, you're like, no, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm just gonna listen to part two. <laughs> uh, you, you're missing, all right, okay? Part yep. one, what led up to these decisions, upbringings, uh, pressures of, you know, a performance, all of these things, all the backing behind all the psycho, uh, psychological, uh, psychological effects of all of that. Then yep. part two, right. When we're, um, actually taking and in season and, uh, or, you know, again, our stories independently of like what the effects were in season, if we yep. weren't taking or the effects from what we were doing. And then part three, now we're going to be talking about, um, getting when we've stopped, taking yeah. the psychological effects that happen from that. And, um, you know, also the physical results of for sure that when we were, we were done. And then also, yeah. um, and then part four, next time we'll be talking about, uh, some more resources and things for coaches that take into and how to handle some of these conversations. We'll have some special guests, um, on yeah. for, for those. So anyways, Bo, um, that's where we are. We got, so where we're at baby. Where we at? I'm actually, I'm actually excited for this one. I mean, I enjoy telling the story, but telling the story of getting off and because that's psychologically, emotionally, physically, spiritually, man, it's challenging. And when you're in that moment, you're just like looking for somewhere to help or, you know, and a lot of people don't understand. And if they do understand, you know, people don't want to have that conversation. Like I took steroids. It's hard to admit. So not fun. I mean, that's the thing. I was, I've literally been thinking about that. I mean, obviously uh, we just started this, but um, also too, it's so funny that, you know, as you start telling these stories, I realized that like, there's people in my family that I haven't talked to about this. And it's like, they're hearing right. it for the first time through snips or, you know, podcasts yeah. or a lot of these things that are just now happening, you know, now. And I'm like, man, I haven't even had these, these conversations with my family yet or, or, right. or, or certain people in my family, or there's a lot of people that don't know, because again, it's, like you said, it's not the most, um, you know, like, Hey, we're sitting down for dinner let's talk about this. Right. Like that's right. not, that's not a conversation that comes up, especially to the, someone that hasn't been an athlete and doesn't understand yeah. the, you know, that, that mindset of what's going on at the time and why would you, and like, it, they don't understand. It's a, again, it's three parts, right? We, yeah. we got three episodes of breaking down this conversation that are like an hour a piece, right. Yeah. To understand, you know, what got there and also you know and again if you've never been an athlete and don't understand uh, not only just an athlete but performing at that particular level right that's a different thing you know this isn't yeah. you played uh you know dodgeball when you're in middle school 
right? right? This isn't, you know, you played little league, you played, you know, you played high school. And even then, like, again, you could start having some of it in high school and some performance anxiety stuff and all that stuff. But when you start getting to these higher levels, right? Um, some people, again, maybe it's when they get to their division one or their NAI, whatever their big leagues is, right? Whatever their, their, their thing is, is when you start right. getting to those levels, that's when it starts becoming much more prevalent, um, yeah. available, accessible, et cetera. So, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So let's open this thing up. So um, again, to this point, um, we've, we've taken all this, all the, you know, we've had the, you know, I, I did a couple cycles. We talked about this already. I did a couple cycles. Um, you know, you've gone through um, what you consider cycles as well, but just in with, with different things. Yep. Um, now, why don't you open up first? Cause you mentioned this last week. Why don't you open up first? Why is it important how we weed off, right? Or how we, right. how we start to go away. Why is that important from, I mean, again, we don't have to get into all the medical stuff, but like right. talk about it in general. Why is it important yeah. that there's a process to this? Right. I know that you had some struggles with this. Yeah. I have. And, and I think this is important too. Very physically, it's important when you're taking steroids or performance enhancement because Big thing for males, your your pituitary gland is what tells your body to produce testosterone, and it also tells your body to produce human growth hormone. And when you're taking stuff, in either to replace it or to, uh, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're taking it to replace it, the pituitary will actually turn off. So if you don't come off right and raise the estrogen levels, then your pituitary gland could potentially stop producing testosterone and HGH for forever. Mm -hmm. And the -hmm. first time I I was lucky enough that I wasn't injecting um, the stuff, I was taking an oral pill, but so my my pituitary gland kicked on after, but it's very important because your hormone levels are changing every day, even even with the food we're, we're eating. Our generation, the way the food's processed, the way we intake stuff, our testosterone levels are naturally low. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you add on top of that, this foreign substance into your body, some yeah. of that stuff just shuts down. Yeah, and, let's be, and, yeah I was going to say, like, let's, let's be clear here of the chance that you're taking. Like, <clears throat> you, could be t- you could take steroids and, and not be able to have kids. For sure. And that's what and that's a big I'm, actually, I'm actually going through some of that. Low testosterone in my family is it's always been low Mm -hmm. and um, the stuff I took, like it, it lowers your, your, your sex hormone. It lowers your free testosterone and it lowers your total testosterone. Mm -hmm. And I'm 27. I went in when I was 23 years old, the doctor told me my testosterone levels were like as low as like a 50 year old. And, and I wasn't even injecting at this point. I was just taking like oral stuff that probably a lot of kids take because that's what everybody does. Yeah. And the doctor told me then like, you're, you can probably have kids, but it's going to be tough for you. You're probably going to have to take hormones. We're going to have to get you on testosterone replacement, mm-hmm. you know, all these supplements. Yeah. And a lot of young people, like I had no idea. I went in there thinking, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, you know, we're kind of reckless. And yeah. it, in the moment, you just don't have the scope or the experience. And, I think that's why we're having the conversation is I'm, I would never condone taking performance enhancements, but since I've been through it, get with somebody that can monitor your levels. Like there's people that there's doctors that will monitor it for you. And if you're honest and open and, and tell them your struggles and whatever, they'll understand. But yeah, 
what you're talking what you're, about. You're talking, and we're talking about too, look, like if you've made the decision and you're doing it at this point, like don't be naive in the sense of being like, you ain't got it handled or like, again, you, if you're making this decision there and you are doing it right. Where's it like, you're already doing it. You're doing right. it. Or, or again, you're a coach and your player is doing it. Right. right? you don't have much control over what someone does behind closed doors and all that stuff really again. And we'll talk about this more on the next episode. A lot of people don't understand how common this is with like drug addiction or all these other things that go on. And on the next episode, we'll talk on and we'll have some experts in these areas, right. Of talking through like when someone's taking and the processes they do, because the same thing too, you can't just cold Turkey. For example, somebody would just say, I caught, you know, my player doing it, my son doing it, my whatever. Right. And I just cut them off, but I gave them cold Turkey. If you do that to anybody that is doing not only performance enhancers, but any you also do that to like anybody that's doing any other type of drug and you just cold yep. turkey them, you could, you think you're helping, but you could really be psychologically damaging them, physically damaging them. And again, you literally could be taking away their ability to have kids. Right. Right. Yep. So you need to understand that while your intentions may be wholehearted, that you need to be more prepared and understand more about what's going on so that right. you don't just jump to this. I'm going to, you know, we're pulling you away from this and, and that's it. So um, right. again, I, I don't want that to come off Bo, Cause I know how someone can take that as like, again, someone that doesn't have perspective in the realm of drugs, right. Or, or in those things to think that like you're condoning it and being like, Oh no, it's all good. Just if you're going to do it, do it safe. That's not what you're saying. No. Well, here's the thing. Like, and, and, and I'll add context here. Okay. I've seen withdrawals firsthand. I've seen it with my cousins. I've seen people overdose. I've seen, I've seen people come off steroids and they're not, you know, you're supposed to taper off. So, you know, Joey mentioned how he was up to like two CCs. He probably started at the half or quarter work his way up up to three CCs. Right. So you'll work with your, in, once again, context, you work your way up, you work your way down. It's just like, it's, it's just like if you're a heroin addict, when you get off heroin, they still give you, um, what's the drug? Can't remember the drug off the top of my head, but they'll actually prescribe you heroin, something to get off. It's, it's a yeah. controlled form of heroin yeah. and you wean off. And that's actually how my cousin overdosed was the doctor actually prescribed her too much of that, but it's a whole story. Like, people that don't have context hear this stuff and think that you're condoning it. I just want everybody to be safe and seeing it firsthand, the withdrawals, it's brutal. Like even, even the cycle or the steroid withdrawal, like it's physical, it's emotional and psychological. And the third one was the biggest for me um, was that like, it, it, it's all one thing and it's depression. It's you're, you're fatigued, you're lazy. And almost that experience is almost what keeps me away from doing that now is that like, sure, the results were good, but like, I don't want to put myself through that psychological come down because yeah. I mean, you hear people coming off steroids and actually committing suicide. Yes. Very common. You no, know, like all very, the time very, very because common. you're, you're, yeah. you're, it's like a mountain, it's like climbing a mountain and then dropping off all of a sudden. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's and, it's scary, and and more and more young kids are doing this, and more yeah. and more young kids are committing suicide. Yeah, and that and that and that's mm-hmm. not just with steroids; that's amphetamines, and, and that's drugs, that's alcohol. 
Yeah, I was going to say, and don't be, this is a thing that I have to catch myself doing all the time. When you have like a sheltered world and you're, it's not your world, you think it's not happening. Right. Right. But just because you're not aware of it, especially as a high school coach, or again, you didn't grow up and your teams didn't do that, or maybe you weren't in the circle of people that were doing it, you would be shocked. Right. I didn't know either. Once people knew that I was taking and they were safe around me, you should understand all the things that I knew that all of these teammates were doing because now they felt like they were in that world and they could share with me. Right. And then there's this, there's this mist that's going around. And we're going to talk about this a lot more in the next episode too, because I want the experts to kind of open up on this. There's this fake aura that's going around right now that like, um, these things aren't happening. Right. They're not happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's happening for, far more often than you think it is. And until we start having conversations about that and in giving resources and highlighting resources and having these tougher conversations. And also too, first off, if you're actually a coach and you're really involved with your players, either one, you've had suspicions that somebody was doing something, not only, and that we're not just talking about steroids here, where we're talking about drugs in general, right? That when your players was doing one thing or another, right? Yep. And if you haven't, then you're just not paying attention to like, you're right. just like, I mean, I don't care where you are. Again, I've been in, you know, Utah, right. I've been in, you know, I grew up here in Vegas. I've, I've played all over the place. Like it's not, right. not in one place or another. It's more prevalent it's everywhere than another, but it's right. definitely um, everywhere. And again, as a coach, I know for sure. I knew players when they were on and like how we were talking, not just um, like steroids, but like doing drugs and like having some of those tougher conversations with them um, right. and being part of too. It's like, it's also too, it's not your decision. Right. Coach. It's not your decision. It's the, it's their, it's their life and their decisions. And also too, if you know, as a parent, you consider trying to make decisions for them all you want and you can try to hinder them and, and try to hold them in a box. But again, like realistically, those are band-aids. The real right. thing is you have to go back to again, episodes one and two to understand why they mm-hmm. are doing these things or making these decisions. You right. can't just take it away. You can't yeah. just take it away. That for not from a physical standpoint and a psychological standpoint. And again, it's just a bandaid. So that's a whole nother thing. So, right. um, Well, and that's like, I think I could probably provide some context on this here because I I grew up in Utah and I know the the classic conception of Utah is, you know, drugs and and alcohol and all that stuff is is not here. There's a reason Utah is the one of the top five opioid leaders in the United States because they're getting prescriptions. And they think it's okay because, you know, since the doctor told me to, and Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky because when I was born and raised and saw drug addiction my whole life, but more than that was my parents being open and honest with me and saying, I know we live in this bubble, but that's not, that's not the real world. Like this is, there's consequences. If you take drugs, there's Mm -hmm. consequences. If you drink alcohol, there's consequences. If you do this and yeah. Some parents look at that and say, you know, you shouldn't be as open with your kids, but I can drink, I can go out and have fun, and I, I don't let it consume my life. Where sometimes yeah. if kids aren't exposed to anything, and now it's like a waterfall running over their head, it's like it's easier to lose control if you're not yeah. educated. You well, know what it's, I'm just, it's just easier to slip into this world too. Like, it's like if, if you raise your kid telling them that like evil doesn't exist and everything's candy land. Like you're not preparing them for the world. And like people trying to like, for example, that's like me taking my kids down to the strip and then not understanding that people are trying to hustle them. Right. 
people are trying to hustle you. If you're, in, if you've never been to Las Vegas and you're on the strip, people are trying to hustle you for your money. They're doing gambling right. on the side of the street. They're doing other things. And if you don't know any better, which a lot of tourists don't, they they have a whole system. This is what these people do for a living, mm-hmm. right? Is that they go out to the street and they hustle tourists, right? right? So the, the problem is, is again, you know who they don't engage with, like in any, in anything. I mean, like, if you're from Vegas and that is your thing, you don't want to do anything with locals. Why? Right. Because they already know better. They know yeah. better what you're trying to do, how you're trying to hustle them, all those things. You're not going to get them for that much. They don't want, they're not even interested in you being a client of theirs because, or, or you know, a customer of theirs because they know um, that there's a whole other world of this, right? So right. more so than trying to hide the truth, it's like, no, we need to have some of these tougher conversations and these things are going to come up. Um, and, you know, again, if that's, um, you know, in all areas of our life, but again, that's more of a mindset than it is necessarily right. that. Um, right. But I want, I want to shift this back towards, you know, again, so we can kind of tell that so people understand the psychological effects of what happens to an athlete when they are. Yeah. So again, as a coach, you can understand what's going on. And then two, you can kind of, again, have some empathy for their situation. So first we just explain the physical side of it. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go into more of that because again, it ties into the psychological aspects of why we're feeling the way we are. Um, yeah. or we're feeling the way that we were and, um, go into all of that. So why don't, why don't you talk about mm-hmm. coming off and some of the things you started to talk about last episode of, um, you know, how, how that process, what, it, what it was like. Yeah. So when I was coming off once again, the, a big thing for me was like the, the dopamine hit from just taking the shot. It was almost like the placebo and yeah. you kind of, in a way you, you don't even know it, but you're kind of conditioning an addictive behavior yep. subconsciously. And now yep. you're coming off and you're, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if you wean off you, yep. you're not as strong. Yep. You're don't have as much drive. You're, and that's just natural. And, and my first time coming off that, like I didn't know how to react to it. And mm-hmm. you add on top of that. Now the, my brain just isn't getting those dopamine hits and yep. now I want something else. And pretty soon I'm drinking like a fish. Um, you know, we are in high school, we're in college. You, you take Adderall and you're studying and pretty soon you're filling that void with something else. And now you're just running down a path that a lot of kids do in, in college and, and you mistake creating an addiction for partying and that void for the dopamine, you, you combine all of that stuff together. And I was in a pretty tough place mentally. I was, you know, I, I didn't play well, you know, you're coming off the stuff, you're drinking, you're partying. And now all of a sudden this is affecting like my ethics and my morals for the decision-making it's affecting my grades. Mm-hmm. It's affecting people, my relationships with people. They're like, what the hell is going on with Bo? Not yeah. playing well. He doesn't want to practice. Yeah. And pretty yeah. soon, you know, you're like, you, you lose yourself and you don't even know it. And I'm very lucky that I had people, my dad had been through it. I had, I did have some friends that could kind of pull me out of it, but like, if you're not prepared, it can be a very tough thing to come off. All of that combined was just like a storm for me that I was like trying to ask for help, but you also don't want to come out. You're young. You don't want to come out and say like, I took, I did this stuff and now I have, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the stuff too much, which, um, I, I know you don't, you're not as much of a partier 
So I think you might be able to throw a little bit more perspective about just coming off the steroids, but like I started to try to fill that void yeah. with other things in my life. Yeah. I think and it, it, I, for I, a minute there, it was like kind of losing control a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say that just like anything else that our coping mechanisms are different. Every right. human being. And it's, I still was coping. Right. But I was doing it in, in, in different ways. But again, that people need to understand those different perspectives that, you know, and also too, you start to fall back to your, um, your, it's like your coping mechanisms are just enhanced, right? Cause you're trying to fill a bigger hole, um, and, right. and dealing in how you're processing things differently, right? Like, again, somebody could do that, right, Bo? And their way of coping with it is they're cutting their wrist. Right. For somebody's, sure. Somebody's coping it with, with it, with, you know, isolation. Some people are coping with it with, um, you know, for me, um, when I was coming off, I started trying to work out more. Mm-hmm. I try to, I try to make up for it where I'm just going to work. Okay. Well, I'm going to work harder. Or, and, and this is where, again, a small version, the, the smallest thing that you can maybe connect with is imagine if you're somebody that likes to work out a lot without steroids, right? Let's say you've always been very active in your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I made you stop working out, what does that do to you psychologically? Right. Right. What does it do to your body? Right. Your body starts feeling certain ways, right? You start to hurt, you start to ache in certain ways because you're not, you're not, you're not working out, right? Yeah. Um, then you have like you have all the other things that go into this, right? So then then let's go into this. Then you go, then you go into um this other realm of okay, physically, how I appear to other people, right? Girls, right? If you're a male, mm-hmm. right, how you're perceived in that way. If, you, if that became part of your identity is your physical physique, right? Yep. Those things that go into it. Also too, again, you're changing chemical levels. So um, depression, yep. right? Depression starts to get in. Again, you don't have higher testosterone levels. And also if you're used to having a certain level of testosterone, where um, one thing about, like, if you think about this, like imagine like when you're angry, right? That's very high testosterone levels at that moment, right? You're very angry. You're not in a empathetic state. And also too, you're not very, um, you don't care. Let's keep, let's right. keep surface level. You don't care about a lot of things. Now, right. all of a sudden you're at peak opposites. Now you have lower testosterone, really low testosterone levels, right? And you have this other side that now you're starting to overthink a lot of things. Yep. Now you're starting to internalize a lot of things and be overly sensitive, right? Yep. So, because, and again, this isn't, Again, and, and everybody's brain's different, but the chemical response is pretty generic in general. Right. Is that right. when we're talking about these 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 levels that you're switching up, is that all of a sudden you start having a lot of these other effects that um, it gave me a lot of perspective on. Is that that this is how a lot of people just walk around with low right. testosterone levels, and they're right. dealing with this on a constant basis. And I was just getting a hint of this because of drugs. Right. Right. So, so yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that was, so for me, when I first started, it kind of gave me a level of normalcy when I was kind of, I know that sounds weird to people, but my testosterone level was low naturally. So when I first cycled, I wasn't taking a very strong thing. It brought my level to like not a normal level for somebody my age. I could manage it fine. Mm -hmm. And I actually felt better. Um, And when you come off, you know, it dropped to where it was before, but then it dropped even lower. 
Mm-hmm. And now I'm like down to like a hundred, my test level was like 140, you know, and I'm like, there's people out there that are probably like that, like normal, you know, that, that, that need testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think in a way that's kind of why I liked it was because it did bring me to like that normal level. But once again, I didn't, I didn't monitor it. I didn't have anybody tell me what to do. I, I didn't understand that at that point, which my mom's a nurse and my dad's done it before. I probably could have just talked to him, had a conversation, but yeah you do make a great point that like one thing that kind of helped me was going through these spikes. Like there's probably somebody that sits there normally and, you know, like naturally have higher test test levels or lower test levels. But what people don't understand is you could really mess up your testosterone levels forever if you do it wrong and you cycle wrong and you come off wrong. And now all of a sudden you're used to being kind of a macho man. And now you're like, test levels are twice as low and now you yeah, now you're, you're emotional now you're crying emotional yeah now, now, now everything's making you upset and every hurt in your feelings or uh, right you know it's just a whole nother a whole nother thing and again like it's like more of like a joke but like that's in reality like that's what happens right, right. that um you start uh, there okay first off again this is science and take this the wrong way okay right. there is a reason why in general women are more emotional in certain aspects than males, right? Physiologically. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, it, emotions are in different ways. Um, rage and all those things, for sure. There's also a reason why males are more likely to go in that area. So you can also count those as emotions. So let me correct my statement, okay? But there's a reason that, again, because of how chemically we're put together, like physiologically, we mm-hmm. are different, right? We are different right Mm -hmm. and so with that um again because of again guys are naturally always you know almost um if i remember correctly like at least two and a half or like three times like what girls are um testosterone uh, testosterone levels wise just naturally Mm -hmm. that's without any enhancement that's just in general right 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 so we're obviously like i said we talked about the effects of like you know one cc a week with that psychological imagine someone that has again three and a half times all the time naturally right and they have three and a half times or two and a half times whatever you know opposite in a different drug or chemical direction right what that is in other areas right so so then you bring in you're also playing during this time yep right you have some games and some things are happening right yep um there's a psychological effect to know that you don't have your like juju juice. Right. Remember when Bo said that, like he felt really prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, now what do you feel? Yeah. Now you're now, now you feel like you don't even know who you are. You know, it's like you, you go from being confident to all of a sudden, not yeah. e- don't even know if you can but, put your shoes on right in the morning. And yeah. now you have to go play a game today. Yeah. I mean, imagine, it, it's, this. imagine this. Then let's say when your games, boom, you crush a ball. I mean, crush a ball. Warning track guy catches it. And what does that do to your brain? Yep. If I'm on, does that go out? Mm -hmm. Right. Do I don't have, am I losing pop? Yep. Am I that good now? Like I'm now I'm at this level I wanted to get to. Now I'm at division one, but now they're testing for it. Mm -hmm. Right now I can't, you know, like now what? Right. Am I, do I have to be a contact hitter now? Like, you know, yeah. wait, it just, there's a whole, yeah, it, it could go a million different directions. It could go a million mm-hmm. different directions. Right. And then yeah. again, then you start getting, and then if you let it keep going and growing, 
right? And you're feeding that wolf, right? Then it's, then it's, it starts to affect your performance because you start to doubt yourself, right? Anytime that right. happens, you let the doubt creep in and who you are as a player and what you can do and what you can't do. And I'm not as strong. I'm not as fast. I'm not as like all, all, all of these things, right? All these things yep. start to creep in, right? But especially too, I was taking an explosive at one point, right? And so I was mm-hmm. probably the fastest, you know, again, I was my arm, all these other things, right? Um, boom. And then you stack an injury on top of it, yep. right? Now you're coming off, you're trying to overcompensate because you're not throwing as hard. You're not hitting as, you know, you're not hitting the ball as far. You're not running. Start, so you start trying harder, right? Yep. You already move, you already move uh, poorly. Now you're trying to do it even harder. Boom. Again, you pop another hamstring. You yep. again, strain your shoulder. You again, like me, I, t- I tear my shoulder in two places. Like now, yeah. now, now we're, now it's we compounding. have yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're going down a slippery slope. We got a right. snowball effect in, 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 and, in and it's and it, it, yeah. a big thing that you're touching on there that we want you to really hit on when you're on stuff like the nicks and bruises and the regular stuff that happens in the season it's whatever you know like you don't even feel it you're you're chilling as soon as i come off it's like i stub my toe and i feel like i can't walk for a week now because yeah. it's like it's so magnified because yeah. now your body is like this is what you've done to yourself mm-hmm. two months and now you got to deal with all of it like that because mm-hmm. now your body can't recover and you yeah. still have an injury from new months and ago. And it's all, and it's all like association too, right? Like, for example, I went and got tested cause I felt like my testosterone was low. Like I was like, I felt like in, I, when I was in junior college, I went and got tested because um, again, like my sex drive was down. Right. I, I had all, all of these like telltale signs of testosterone being lower right? I was feeling all those things. I wasn't motivated. All the, you know, all these things I wanted to be isolated. Like I, I was having, again, I was very emotional at the time, like in the sense of being like, um, not angry. Okay. Right. But the opposite direction where I was like, a lot of things were affecting me. Right. So all these things. So then I go get tested and they're like, no, you're in normal range, but you're so used to being at a high range that right. this feels weird to you to be at a normal range psychologically. So even right. if Physically, I was in range where I needed to be. Psychologically, it was a major adjustment mentally to get back into being operating at a normal level. Right. You know, for and sure. So, so sometimes people don't even say that. Okay, like let's say physically you do wean off. Well, okay, just because you weaned off it doesn't mean that psychologically you're you're in the oh, yeah. uh-huh. right. So, so and again, you guys will be so interested in what. I'm so excited for this next episode is for you guys to understand how all of this correlates with normal drug addictions or, yeah. you know, it's all, again, it's all the same thing. I mean, it's, yes. it's all, it's, it's just a different drug. Like people, and, and, and that's the funniest thing for me. I had a good friend. I don't say his name. I'll, I'll keep anonymous, but I had a good friend that struggled with drug addiction his whole life. And he, he was so excited when he got off but he was doing steroids and he replaced one addiction with the other, yeah. you know, and, and people think that I'm physical and I'm working out and, and then, outside. yep. Right. And, and, and what people miss here is a lot of people stack stimulants and steroids. Yep. So now, so, so now you're hooked on Adderall yep. and you're taking steroids, but you're happy because you're off heroin. It's like, buddy, it's, it's all the same thing. And, and that's more what I want to say is that I see people get hooked when they're 17, 18, 19, and it affects them their whole life. And just because it's not, you know, a pill or 
you know, drinking or something like you still have an addiction, buddy. And mm-hmm. I could tell you that because I've been there. I, mm-hmm. I've been there with alcohol and, and other drugs too. Like it's okay. Right. But I, if you can't have the conversation yes. and, and that's, and that's what I'm very thankful for people like Joey and I've opened up to my parents. It's, it's the accountability. Like, look, you need to keep me online. You know, like th- this is what, this is my struggle. This yeah. is what I've done. And this is what I can't do anymore. And yeah. having the conversation and yeah. that, and that's why Joey and I felt like we needed to do this is because there's people out there that are doing it and they just don't understand that they're lost, you know? And there's people out there again, and this, again, I'm just, I'm just putting plugs for the next episode is that we need to understand that there's a lot of people going through a lot of those things. And also too, even if it's not the exact same thing, they can connect with the emotion. They can connect with this path. Again, if you've been addicted to other things or all these, like, again, there's people that are struggling with these. And also too, let's get away from drugs for a second. Right. Addiction is not just drugs. Uh-huh. Baseball was an addiction to me, right? right? I was having these same withdrawals. What happens when you stop playing baseball? Coach, you're a coach, right? Coach, what happens when you stop coaching? Yep. What does that do to your brain? Mm-hmm. What does that do? Why does that, how does that, how does, how do you start treating other people? Right. How do you start feeling again? Again, what does it do? What does it do to your testosterone levels? Yep. When you stop doing these things, when you stop working out, when you stop being physically active, when you stop pouring into and having fellowship with other athletes, or again, with, with your players, or, you know, again, being in this, in this field or your passion, your love, right? All these things is that understanding that again, when we get into these realms and we, we start going down this path that we have, we have more alike than we do different. And, and, and we need to like, understand that this is a very common thing that a lot of people deal with. And I was going to say right. this part, Bo, that I think is also very important is that when we're afraid to talk about it, we can't talk honestly about it. And this is the thing is when, right. you, start, when you start putting out misinformation, right, that everything about steroids was negative, right? Mm-hmm. And that there's no positive benefits and there's no, you know, they paint this whole picture of like evil, 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 right? You're not having an honest conversation, right? Right. Because there is things that, again, there's been studies, there's things that have come out where it's like, it might be positive for you to do a cycle. It might be positive for you to do, especially at certain times in your life within certain windows. But we, and again, there's now you, and we talk about that, we're talking about physically, now, psychologically is a whole nother thing. And that's something, again, that's where it gets into philosophy. Okay. Right. But, and for who, what, when, where, and why. But all, what I am trying to say though, is that we need to have honest middle ground conversations. Right. Not, not everything's evil. Everything's great. Right. Is that we need right. to talk about the middle of, yeah, you're right. There is going to be some things that you're going to hit these dopamine hits. You're going to mm-hmm. feel this. You're going to have some of these results. Yes. But here's all the other stuff too that nobody wants to talk about. And Mm -hmm. from the other side, when everybody's anti-drug, here's all the things that they don't want to talk about, right? Is that the benefits that someone is actually getting from doing what they're doing, right? But we need to honestly talk about the middle and then come Mm -hmm. up with a solution to understand, yes, you're right. You do get these, but you get peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. And again, what happens for you personally within those peaks and valleys? And again, how does that align with your, 
typical psyche, like I'm pretty level-headed, like in the right. sense of being like, I'm, I'm, I, I could see things a lot like objectively for someone that it already is not that way and is already living a life of peak and valleys. And then you add something like that to their life. It could be, you know, mission critical and that, you know, boom, right. everything's catastrophic, apart, you know? Yeah. So, sure. so it's very important to talk in, in the, the middle that everybody doesn't have the same story or effect with that. There's a lot of similarities, but again, we right. also need to understand that this is individualized and everybody's story and how, you know, how they go through this is a whole different thing. Right. Right. So It, 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 it reminds me of the, I know we're getting towards the end, but uh, maybe I have to look up the podcast episode. Joe Rogan had a, uh, an expert on drug addiction and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but he was talking about how the substances are one thing, but dopamine, cortisol, serotonin, testosterone, estrogen, everybody has that. And yeah. very interesting perspective. And I'm not, once again, context, he went as far as saying that, look, there's people out there that can use heroin, cocaine, they can shoot up steroids, mm -hmm. and they won't become addicted. And sometimes it helps them. Somebody can do that and it helps them. And I'm not saying to do that. But yeah. what I am saying, you need to find a normalcy to the hormones and how that stuff affects you. And what happens is when people get addicted, now you're reliant for that, for the dopamine, for the serotonin yeah. to have your test levels that high, right? Yeah. And testosterone, look, I the doctor told me I should be on testosterone replacement therapy. The reason I'm not is I'm going to try to have kids. But it's normal. Testosterone's natural. Like if you can't have the conversation and one, know where you are and two, have a circle around you that you can be honest with, man, it's, it's tough. And I, I've, I've been there. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like you're telling yourself a lie because you don't want to tell other than have that conversation with other people. When yeah. in reality, man, it's, it's normal. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. And everybody is dealing with it in one way or another. Yeah. And I was going to say another psychological effect to throw in that bunch is again, the financial commitment that you made. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. So now at the end of all of this, right. Some people, what happens is they blow their load on all the stuff that makes them strong, but yep. not the stuff that helps them wean off. Right. They're exactly. like, Oh, I don't need that stuff. Right. Yep. Because they, or they go cheap or that's where they go cheap. Right. Yep. And they start buying, you know, cheaper oral stuff or whatever right? To wean trouble. themselves off. Or, yeah. you know, again, I want to stay at my peak for longer. So I use more than I should have in the middle of my cycle. And so now I don't have enough to accurately, right. like, again, slowly wean off like I was supposed to. And then also too, in the moment, you know, you're thinking about the high of a young kid, right? I don't know how to budget my money yet. I'm like, right. Boom, 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 boom. And then now yeah. I'm at the end of the year and I'm broke. Yep. You add that on top of everything else you have going on. I can't eat like I was eating. Again, yep. also too, what's the financial commitment to eat like I'm eating? It's a financial commitment. A lot right. of money. A lot of money. Like I said, if you're spending money, it's like it's not like a normal college student where I could eat this, you know, PB and J and I'm good. Like right. I have to eat so much food with so much calories. Like that's money. That's a lot of money right. on food. So so that's the whole other thing too, is you want to stack all of that on top of it and to just understand that. There's so much to unravel with each person and their own onion of like what's leading towards psychologically, like where they're at, right? Yeah. And what's going on. And again, I don't want to paint this picture either that it was just all darkness, right? Because again, right. like, 
I had my, my good moments too. And like, mm-hmm. again, like I still, I told you, like when I first came off, like I was, you know, balls were jumping off my bat. Like I had some, like, again, like yep. I, I had a great college experience. It wasn't like, it was just like the darkest. Yeah, you know, no. Yeah, yeah for it, sure. It's just, it's just, I want to paint that picture of the mental that again, these are things that I was going through. And again, like mentally I was already again, um, at a higher level and, and then mentally was at a more, um, like I was a pretty tough kid, you know what I'm right. saying? But there's other people that are not in those right. areas and had some different sure. things where they're not going to yep. deal with it like I did. And that's absolutely what this, these conversations is that, okay, we need, we understand now that we understand just some things are just your testimony and mine, right, right? Of what could be going on and what has led to all of this and all the things that are going to be happening and something that could be happening with your athlete, right? The next episode is we want to go into, okay, resources, right? First off, add some more perspective on how it's similar to other drug addictions. We'll have experts on to talk about those things. And like, this is what they deal with, right? That mm-hmm. included with suicide. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that next episode and that being like a big, a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, but again, oh, more understanding how drug addiction leads to that other area. Yeah. How to, again, how to have some of those conversations, and I have some signs of what happens, you know, when someone's leading towards this way and like things to deal with. And then also too, to give resources for somewhere to point them, right. Without mm-hmm. being real pushy and just being like, Hey, like here's something you could check out or if you want help or whatever, it's not, again, yeah. you as a coach, do you know what to do? Have you handled those situations? Also too, these are experts in their area of like, this is what they do on a daily basis of what they right. deal with as, as people like this. So um, that are in these situations. So anyways, right. I, I think that will be a very big episode. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it'll be great because we've experienced it practically. These guys help professionally. So I think we can provide some context on what it looks like in the moment. And they can obviously connect the dots, what's sure. going on physically and emotionally and, and yeah. try to provide some resources if you're out there and you're struggling. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, guys, here we are moving on to the moving on to the fourth one, just keeping it vulnerable, getting in deep, letting you get some perspective. But yeah, yeah. Until next time, from us and our partners over at Yak- Yakutep, Farm System out.